Hi, Julie. Hi, Christine. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's summer. I got a little um, sun on my body over the weekend. Did you get some golden or did we get like some red? No red, girl. Mm, same. I had an event outside on Saturday and afterwards I was like so hot and just like I looked at my face. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sunburned. But really, it was just my like literally like it was just so hot that my my face was just flustered. And I because I was working and I was like yeah. unloading things and. It was Saturday so was rough and then Sunday was gorgeous. The humidity yes. was wrong. I know. Beautiful you, Sunday. You did your pop up on the wrong day. Yeah, I did. I did. But that's okay. You know how Dana is in love with everything that has to do with the UK? Maybe you didn't know that. I did know that. Yes. Okay, so she follows like UK people on Instagram. She's into like mod and all this, you know, UK stuff. And yeah. she watches British documentaries nonstop. I mean, like always. Anyway, so she listened to There's a Light That Never Goes Out, the last podcast. If you haven't listened to it, Mellow Maniacs, go back and listen to it. <laughs> yes. You were very concerned that drugs were being purchased in the underpass. And I was thinking that there were no drugs being purchased, but they were just in their car going under a bridge and it was quiet. Right. And he came home and said, you do know what an underpass is in Britain, don't you? I was like, obviously, I don't. And? So, in the UK, there are tunnels underground for humans to walk from destination A to destination B. Uh Like a subway without the subway. It's a human subway. Yeah. And it is known for having teenagers to hang out and do drugs and write graffiti on the walls. Uh huh. Like clearly in the song, they're hanging out in the underpass, and I go, "But they're in the car." And Dana's like, "They could have gotten out of the car." <laughs> like, yeah, and then because he me- even said, "I'm nervous about going under the underpass" or something. Right? Wasn't that part of it? Well, he says, "In the darkened underpass, I thought, oh God, my chance has come at last." But then a strange fear gripped me, and I just couldn't ask. So we were, I was, we were hypothesizing that he was going to ask the person, hey, do you like me? Do you feel the same way I do? Do you identify as the same gender or whatever question? Because he was interested in the person. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking they must be in the car at all times. This is a car song. Dana was like, honey, it's very possible in the song that they got out and they were hanging out in the underpass. And for a British teenager, that would be the perfect place. Like you're just walking and then you find yourself alone. Like maybe you and the person have wandered off from the group and you're like, this is when I'm going to see if they like me because mm-hmm. they were in a darkened underpass for humans. Oh my God. Sorry about that. Melomaniacs. Oh my God. I love it. So either way is possible. Like they are. I mean, either way is possible, but I think she's more right than I am and more right than you are. Oh yeah. Well, then I no, you thought that they were going to the underpass out of the car to buy drugs. You thought Getting they were out of the car, the car to go. Yeah. Okay. So you're more right than me. I am the most wrong because it was in my head that nobody could get out of the car, period. You just can't not get out of the car. I don't know why. Because you were thinking underpass, like how we think underpasses. Because underpasses, you can go under in a car because it's an underpass of the, you know, freeway. But in Britain yeah. or in the UK, an overpass... Or underpass 
Here's where people pass. It's an overpass for us, but an underpass for them. Ooh, okay. We went down a rabbit hole here. Okay. Ooh, over, under. Aren't those called participles? What are they called? Over, under, through. Everything a, 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 everything a squirrel can do to a stump is that thing. Huh? A participle? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had your face. I wish we were on camera. Well, Dana, you can listen to this and also yell at the um, at your car or whatever you're listening in because I can't think of the right word. Anyway, device. Under, over. you're on your device. Mm -hmm. This is a podcast where we talk about songs and we talk about the lyrics to those songs and we talk about what those lyrics might mean, what they mean to us, what they mean to other people, what they really mean, what they mean to Dana, who knows everything. Mm hmm. And it's your turn to have a song, and you have a song. I do have a song. Um, a little preface really quick. Um, a lot has been happening over the last few days. And there's been a lot of – I follow this Instagram account called Stereo Gum, and they post, like, music stuff. And a lot of it lately has been, like, live performances from Glastonbury Festival. And I'm just – it's just giving me so much like peace, love and harmony and joy watching all of these artists from other countries rally behind the United States in the way that we need. And it's just been, it's bringing me so much peace. That being said, Ooh. one of the artists that I, that I that did a really nice performance, I love, they're one of my favorites. And I was like, that's the next song. I'm going to do that person. Because okay. I want to talk about this person. So. All right. We're going to do. I'm going to try to stump you again. Because I'm just a jerk like that. But I'm only going to read the first like couple of lines. Gosh. I don't know if I'm over the last one. Sold a squeeze. Sold a squeeze. Sold a squeeze. <laughs> but I'm just going to read a couple of the lines. And then if you don't get it. I'll tell you. And then we'll keep going. Does that sound good? Okay. okay. Do you agree? I think you All can right. do it. Okay. okay. Ready? It's a female vocalist. I have to know that. It is a female vocalist. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Not right. from the United States. Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> it's actually a good guess, but she did not perform Glastonbury. Okay. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. Lord. In the movies. Lord. Thank mm -hmm. you. This is called... It's a... Um... Everybody knows where I'm coming from. Isn't it be. called? It will never be. Um, seen a diamond in. <laughs> Let me be your ruler. You can call me Queen Bee. Mm -hmm. I will live this fantasy. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it called like Queen of Hearts or something? Or mm -mm. is it? A we are gonna do Lord. <laughs> Her song called Royals. Royals. Okay. In my defense, I know the songs. I just am bad at names. I'm horrible okay. with the song titles. Don't, I mean, even my favorite band, like I'll listen to them like, oh, this is my favorite 1975 song. Oh yeah. What's what's it called? Uh, let me check my phone. Like <laughs> same. Okay. So this is titles Royal. are totally not even important. So you got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies and I'm not proud of my address. In a torn up town, no postcode envy. But every song's like gold teeth, gray goose, tripping in the bathroom, blood stains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. 
we're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. But everybody's like, Cristal, Maybach, diamonds on your dime piece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash. We don't care. We aren't ca caught up in your love affair. And we're never going to be, we'll never be royals. It don't run in our blood. That kind of lux just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. You can call me Queen Bee and baby I'll rule. Let me live that fantasy. My friends and I, we've cracked the code. We count our dollars on the train to the party and everyone who knows us knows that we're fine with this. We didn't come from money. We're bigger than we ever dreamed and I'm in love with being queen. Life is great without a care. We aren't caught up in your love affair. Let me be your ruler. It's such a great, great song. There are not enough adjectives to describe my feelings for this song. And how I this, love this song. What this song is. Yes. Totally love this song. Totally turn it up in the car. Don't own any, don't have any of her music on my listening devices, I will mm -hmm. say, but I do love it. Good choice. Why, thank you. Let's talk a little bit about Lord. Go for it. Let's talk a little bit about her and then we'll, I'll have you give me your insight. So she, her real name is Ella Mirage. I'm going to totally botch this, but Ella is her first name, Miraja Lani Yellick O'Connor. Ooh. Yeah, she is from New Zealand. She is currently 25, but she was discovered at 12 years old after a Universal Records um, exec saw her talent show from school. Oh, my God. She began writing songs at 13. David Bowie called her the future of music. Ooh. Yeah, from Bowie. From Bowie. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So her name, she, here's a quote, unquote. This is what she says. My name is Ella. That's who I am at school, hanging out with friends while I'm doing homework. But when I'm up on stage, Lord is a character. My friends actually find that really difficult to digest, separating me from the theatrical character they see on stage. But they're getting used to it. When I was trying to come up with the stage name, I thought... Lord was super rad, but really masculine. Ever since I was a little kid, I've been really into royals and our aristocracy. Is that how you say that word? Aristocracy. <laughs> Aristocracy. Aristocracy. Resignate. God damn. Don't make fun of me, guys. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So to make Lord Feminine, I just put an E on the end. Some people think it's religious, but it's not. So that's where she came up with her name, which okay. is wonderful. So she's a real private person. She doesn't really do a whole lot on Instagram and on social media. If you go to her Instagram, she's only got three posts. There's not a whole lot you know, that she puts out there. Like I said, she's super, super private, but she's a baby. She, guess, do you want to, you want to know how old she was when this song came out? How old is she now? 25. 25. Gosh, it's been out a while. What was she like? 19? She was 16 when she wrote it. Shut it. She was Shut 16. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And she is just, so many great things to say about her. So the song was released in 2013. She wrote it in 30 minutes. This song has been out that long? Yes. Isn't that, that insane? What has happened over the last nine years? Did I, are we in a mm -hmm. time tunnel? I know. We're in a time warp. Let's we're in a time underpass? Time. We're in a time underpass. Maybe it's a time overpass. Mm. No, it's probably an underpass. This is a time. It's an underpass. Isn't that amazing? So let's talk about the lyrics. What do you think? It, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but kind of not. What are your, what, how do you digest it? What are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you don't know the answer, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Was she raised 
what what was her like coming up? Was she raised with money? Was she raised kind of on the outskirts? She was raised just she went to she actually went to a public school and she lived in just like a average neighborhood. Her mother was a poet. There's not a whole, I couldn't find anything information about her dad. I'm guessing maybe her mother was raised by she was raised by a single mother. But yeah, so she Okay. She, you know, yeah. I think this song is pretty straightforward. Now there could be some surprises here. It is poetry at its best. This is mm -hmm. in my mind incredible lyrical talent in this yeah. song. So the reason I say that is the first two lines. Like and you know it's really interesting. I um when I watch reality shows cuz I do that a lot. And there's um like young women on there that are trying to get married because I watch a lot of those shows. <laughs> this these first two lines totally resonate with me because young girls and young women have this still have this Prince Charming idea about mm -hmm. finding a man that's going to give him a big rock. He's going to take care of him. They're going to have all these babies and they're going to go to yoga and get massages and maybe work, maybe not. Like these weird like ideas about what marriage and family means. Mm -hmm. Right mm -hmm. off the bat, she is saying... Hey, I've never even seen a diamond in real life. Like I come from a place where that's just not out there, but mm -hmm. I have cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies. Like I have, you know, to say you cut your teeth, that's like the way you matured, right? Like mm -hmm. I've been watching that and wanting that like yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really wonderful. I'm not proud of my address. Okay. So no postcard envy. She's from the other side of the tracks, but mm -hmm. then she's like, but every song I listen to, all the music I hear mm -hmm. is about all of this money and partying. Songs about Grey Goose tripping in the bathroom, trash in the hotel room, Cadillacs, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, you know, I'll never really be that because I wasn't born into that. Mm -hmm. And when you think about royal, like you're born into royalty. And I think, does she say something about blue blood even? No. It just says it doesn't run in our blood. Like, yeah. it's not in my DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be royal or rich or famous even. Mm -hmm. Although it mm -hmm. sure wasn't her DNA to be famous. I know. Clearly that she got, a, you know, she didn't, she didn't anticipate the success for sure. She wrote this song with like, you know, she, but I don't know because of her privacy. We don't, I mean, she doesn't boast or anything. She's not like, you know, and when I don't think I've ever seen her do any like um, partnerships with any like really fancy brands and she doesn't, I don't think she has any ad, you know, sometimes they kind of, which is great if they do that, like there's nothing wrong with that, but she's super private about her status and her success and wealth, I guess you could say. Sometimes some people you can kind of tell like they'll, and I'm not going to mention any names, Kim Kardashian, you know what their house looks like, you know what they drive Right. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's some that are like real like, oh, can, you know, like kind of on the down low, like this is me in the studio and you can see how nice their house is or whatever. She's so private. Nothing from her. There's really not a whole lot. Mm -mm. She's super private, which which I love. Did you say she wrote this when she was 13? Mm hmm. OK, so she's a teenager being like the music I listen to the social media that I see, everybody's all about money. I'll never be royal. I'll never be like that. I'm just a normal kid from the other side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. Right? 
Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's like, that's totally what the message is. There's actually a really fun fact about where she got the Royals part of the song and the title. And I think you'll really appreciate this. And I think your wife will appreciate this too. Are you so, about to talk about Kansas City? <laughs> Are you about to talk about the baseball team? You know it. That I low-key like, but I really don't like because I'm from St. Louis. Isn't this wild? Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen right now. Oh my God, do it. Say it. So Say this it. this teenager from New Zealand, which if you want to go far away from the United States, that's where you go. Like It is like the furthest away from anything, actually. It's so far. Anyway, she saw a photo of George Brett mm -hmm. signing baseballs. And she noticed that his jersey said Royals. And she's like, oh, my God, I love that word. I love that. Like, that's what got the idea for the title of the song, Shut Royals. It. Shut it. The Royals baseball team, Kansas City he Royals. Was, he was around a long, long time ago. Like, that's an old picture. I don't know how long ago. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think He's about it, it was – I mean, I don't know where she saw it either. Like, I think it was in school. So if she was a teenager, if she was 12 or 13, when she saw the photo – Wow. So she wasn't thinking of British royalty. Uh, not necessarily. I think the royals, like the word royals, when she saw it on the logo, kind of made her feel like, I like, you know, like maybe like that it's like, that it's plural. Like, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to be royalty, but we're not going to be royals. Oh. Like kind of like a play on words kind of thing that she felt inspired by. Because yeah, like when you're in New Zealand and you, the Kansas City Royals, you don't really know. And you probably don't really know baseball. I don't even know if baseball is a sport down there. Right. I you don't probably know was like, what is this guy doing? Right. What is that thing he's signing? And why does his shirt say Royals? So her interpretation was just like, wow. Being, yeah. And she thought, wow, Royals. Which if, if you think about it, you don't really know. If you don't, if you don't know Kansas City Royals, the word Royals is kind of not normally how you use that word you use royal yeah. or i am a royal queen or whatever yeah right. do they ever say do they ever say in the uk like oh the royals when right. they're talking about the i feel like the they royals, royalty. the royals are having their wedding today i don't know There's, do they say that i don't think so right it's interesting miss english language obsessee I this is you know this reminds me of dancer dancers yes yes we can you compare know, that on a not a bad level because we don't want to put lord with dancer oh no 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 lord <laughs> um you can write lyrics in circles around brandon flowers sorry i'm sorry about it i'm just Jesus. not gonna get over it but it is interesting that singular versus plural gives you such a different idea yeah isn't that interesting? And I just can't get over this. Like that she saw it on a baseball jersey, this guy signing baseballs. And she's just like, Royals, what a cool word. I love it. And then, you know, and then she, you know, was inspired by like, you know, listening to music and all of the videos were like, yeah, these guys wearing like, um, you know, they look like they're like, you know, rolling in the dough and they're spending all their money on their, you know, just their image. Which brings me to my today years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. So foreign policy, there's a writer for foreign policy, I guess is a magazine. I don't really know. But her name is Alicia P.Q. Whitmire. She noted that royals is an observation of conspicuous consumption. 
Do you know what conspicuous consumption conspicuous is? consumption. I know. Okay, so I here's That's my mark. Here's my here is my confession. I get conspicuous and inconspicuous mixed up. Oh, that's totally understandable. I get that. Conspi- I think, let's see. Okay. So one means hidden and one means out in the open, obvious. Mm-hmm. I think what she's referring to is hidden mm-hmm. consumption. Do I have the right, do I have the right um, conspicuous? Let me read it and you can tell me. Conspicuous consumption describes and explains the consumer practice of buying and using goods of higher quality, price, or in greater quantity than practical. It's coined the term, this sociologist, Thorsten Veblen, coined the term conspicuous consumption to explain the spending of money on and acquiring the luxury commodities, specifically as a public display of economic power. I got the wrong conspicuous. See, that's what I was like. I, I do it all the time. Conspicuous means obvious and out in the open, doesn't it? Yep. Yes, it does. The income. You know, yes. Yep. So conspicuous consumption is what is happening when um, people we shall not name, Kim Kardashian, is posing in front of a Bentley. Right. We're doing everything that she does. It's or, obvious overt yeah. acts of look at how much money I have. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people are walking around buying handbags just because the, the logo is plastered all over it. Like they don't, they don't, you know, which brings me to why this song is like important on so many levels, because I am, I don't really know where I fall in this category. Am I a conspicuous cons- consumer? No, because I can't afford to be a conspicuous consumer. But there is something to be said about validation, I think, that some people might think that they need in society or just from their peers or just from people that they are around. Like, depending on who you associate with, if they're walking around with Fendi purses and you don't, you feel like you want to fit in with them because they're your friends. Like maybe you have a, you know, like you grew up with them and they're just friends of yours and they got into a higher class than you were in. And that's fine, but you want to fit in. So you want to have that really fancy, you know, Louis Vuitton wallet because you want to be bougie and look like you fit in. But then it's like, who cares at the end of it? Like, you know, like how many people are conspicuous consumers and how many people can admit to it? Are people admitting to being a conspicuous consumer? Are people wanting to be, you know, showy? I don't. Am I making sense? You're totally making sense. Okay. So if we think about life before social media, which a lot of people listening to this right now can't believe that ever happened, but young folks out there, we used to not have social media. And you know what? Our lives were better, but yes, I'll I'll save that speech. What I can say is that we had, you know, like normal peer pressure to fit in to whatever your peers were doing in terms of things. Mm Mm-hmm. They had this nice thing, so you wanted it. And that totally came into play, like, especially when I was in high school, right? Like in high school, you definitely want, everybody has. Mm-hmm. As an adult before social media, mm-hmm. so then there's like adulthood before social media for people my age. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having any type of competitive thing about brands or being conspicuous in any yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever. I felt like, oh, I, I was renting a part, an apartment and I wished I owned a house. Like, I remember feeling like that. Yes. Dumb. 
mm-hmm. like, renting oh and you I- wish you, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, a level of like people that are like, Oh, I do you own your house or people that rent like it to me as when I was becoming an adult, anyone that I knew or was friends with that owned a house, they were like on a whole other level than me. Yeah. I mean, now I it's like, that. there might my- it's all fine either way. Now, in fact, now I'm like, maybe I should sell this thing and go pay rent somewhere. Cause right. we've got to fix shit in this house. Would you know that? It's so but true. I remember some sort of like competitive thing, but with social media now, mm-hmm. I don't like conspicuous consumer. What are we calling it? Conspicuous, conspicuous consumption. Consumption. Okay, like people like Kim Kardashian, I mean, that's what she's paid to do. I don't even, I don't need to even compare myself to her. But when I think of like real people I know, mm-hmm. it makes me a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. when I see it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I've told you this before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a confession here, Melomaniac. Buckle up, fan, everybody. Sometimes when I have friends facebook friends that i never see in real life and they put up a picture i kind of want to see what their house looks like do mm-hmm. you do that like there's there's a nice yeah. little kindergartner standing on the on the front porch and you're like oh my kid's starting kindergarten today and i'm like oh my gosh she's so cute but look at the size of that door on their front porch they yep. just have the biggest house in the world yep and i'm like i don't want anybody to see a picture of my front door <laughs> you know so <laughs> so I, you there that is a confession that I think all of us have either either like kept quiet in ourselves or have confessed to and I can confess as well I'm the same way but I think part of it is more like if there's many factors that go into it it's like yeah what you know how big is your house or it's also like what's your style like are you a cottage style or tell me about you know I'm just curious about your house like you want to know it's kind of like the old St. Louis saying like where'd you go to high school we don't care where you went to high school we want to judge you Exactly. Oh, it's totally a judgment thing. Yeah. I mean, I also don't own expensive brand name stuff. I do not mm-hmm. own any Louis Vuitton or every coach bag even I've ever had has been one that my mom has given to me. Yep. I don't, it would be pretty hard to see a picture of me doing something that looked like I was yeah. conspicuously consuming mm-hmm. in that way. But, you know, I'm also pretty conscious of that too. Like, when I've been on vacation and I take pictures of all the fun I'm having or all the beautiful places I'm going, I feel almost a little bit of guilt. Like, am I, mm. am I putting this out on social media for a reason that's self-serving? Mm-hmm. And it makes me uncomfortable. I mean, y'all know I do it sometimes. Okay. If I'm in Hawaii, you're going to see the sunset. But <laughs> I even feel a little bit like, I don't want to look like I'm bragging Right. Because I'm on a trip or I don't want to look like right. I'm bragging about anything. Yeah. No, that's actually an interesting. Yeah, that actually is a good thought. I like that because, yeah, like some people, some people would consider that, you know, conspicuous consumption because Hawaii, it's like, wow, you know, it's so expensive to go there or whatever. Oh, you just went to Greece or you went to Italy or whatever. Like, but yeah, it's but not so- because you're just, it's a trap, you know, you're traveling. So yeah. I think you're not, you're not booking the trip and you're like, I can't wait to brag about this. You're booking it. Like, I can't wait to go to, I can't wait to go. I don't care who knows where I'm going. Sure. Which is very, very different than having, you know, a Fendi. Is it Fendi? Is that even what it's called? The brand? Fendi, Fendi? Louis Vuitton, Christian Dior, Chanel. uh, 
Yeah. I mean, the only purpose to own one, of like, a, let's, let's just talk about scarves for a minute. Cause I own about 500 of them. All of them are probably <laughs> worth about $5, except that one mom that you gave me for Christmas last year. I'm sure it's really expensive. Thank you. Cash um, but I don't have any brand name scarves. Okay. This is, I have two kinds of scarves. I have, it's really cold outside. So I'm wearing a thick cottony scarf <laughs> that is some pattern, or maybe it's just a plain color and it's keeping my neck warm or it's of silky material. It is probably not silk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's be clear here. It's probably not silk, everybody. It is a silky-ish material that doesn't necessarily keep me warm, but I'm using it for style purposes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you catching me on those two kinds of scarves? Got it. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them are any brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. My favorite little silky one is actually one that was given to me as a gift from a friend of mine. I don't know what brand it is. I don't care what brand it is. If it had a different tag on it, I don't believe I would like it anymore. I know I wouldn't like it anymore. Right. Fact, I would wear it and other people would be like, oh my God, you have a Fendi scarf. And I would go, I do? I didn't know that. <laughs> I've gone off on quite a tangent. Anyway. No, and it, that's okay. It's relevant. I, I mean, I, I am somewhat troubled by some of that stuff. It kind of, it kind of gets me. So there's also a thought of conspicuous consumption of not necessarily cons showing off what you've purchased or showing off what you own or whatever as like being expensive, but also there's this spin on it. And this probably is just like the world that I'm in. And like what I'm seeing is the rarity of it because I'm a big, you know, I know, you know, being in the fashion industry, like the rarity of vintage things like where did you get that vintage you know Dooney and Burke or something like that it shows like this level of like wow they they scored they hit the jackpot when they found that you know vintage Hermes scarf or whatever so there's something that but that doesn't really that doesn't shine as like oh I'm so rich it's more like I got a really great piece and because I got lucky or do you know what I mean yeah yeah that's interesting because there is a trend to up ups what's the word upscale rescale up upcycle upcycle <laughs> okay. okay that's the word okay you know it's obviously like cool and trendy mm -hmm. to buy vintage stuff there's a big trend not to buy new clothing like mass fashion is out blah blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. so but you can be equally like conspicuously consuming when you have your very rare vintage piece, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right. And there, I mean, there are people that have that, the conspicuous conception of that on both levels. Like they are a conspicuous cons consumer because they got this like exclusive piece or something and they did spend a lot of money on it and they're wearing it with their brand new Vendi or Fendi bag or something like that. Like they're mixing the two of them, but but see, some of that, when I, I follow some people on social media, and I just want to see how cool their style is. Right. Like, their page is to show you mm -hmm. what outfits they've put together from whatever. Dana follows a lot of those, too. Of course, they're always Brits. You know, she likes how the Brits dress. <laughs> and that, to me, is like, oh, you're just showing me, like, these interesting style combinations. I don't feel like it's, like, mm -hmm. conspicuous consumption. Right. Right. I, I'm looking back at Lord's uh, lyrics. So, yeah, the whole... Gold teeth, gray goose, tripping in the bathroom, crystal, Maybach. I don't even know what that is. Jet planes. It's actually crystal. That's a, it's a liquor. 
Ah, I think it's like a know. champagne or something. Actually, oh. very expensive champagne. Mm-hmm. What's is Maybach a drink also? I don't know Maybach. Mm-mm. I'm guessing. Maybe it's like a vodka or something. So, what do you think about her saying, "I'll never be royal, but let me be your ruler. You can call me Queen Bee." What do you think about that? I know. I was. I'm that. I think kind of like counter like contradicts the entire message of the song i'm very confused on that and i i don't know where 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 to go with that because i'm in love with being queen life is great without a care we aren't caught up in your love affair yeah i don't know i can be what do you think maybe she wants to be the ruler of the of the other class like she's like i'll be the queen bee of us i mean the fact that she was 13 when she wrote this made makes me not think this is accurate but Mm. i'm gonna be honest i'm kind of going to like kind of a sexual vibe like let me be your ruler you call me queen bee let me live that fantasy i know she's 13 so i don't think it's that but it yeah i can see yeah the words alone it's like kind of a sexual just strikes me a little bit as a sexual connotation like like um I'm trying to think of the words without saying something <laughs> gross. I don't know. Like um, submissive and dominant. Yes. Like being okay. a dominant. Uh-huh. Especially because she uses the word fantasy. But guys, yeah. she was 13 when she wrote this. So forget I said that. Although, however, maybe cool. she edited it. Maybe she did some things later. But if it's not that, I kind of... We create so, a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. Let me be your queen bee. Hmm. What do you think? So I think it's so we have a different kind of we crave a different kind of buzz. So you guys are on this class are on this level. And my people, we were from this postcode and we we have we crave a different kind of buzz. Like what's what what is high for us is we count our dollars on the train. Like we are getting ready to go party and we're like making sure we have enough money to afford to go out and party. And I'm going to rule that because that's where we are and that's where we're going to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. That's a fantasy of mine to rule over this middle class, lower class. Ah, maybe. Yeah. I like that. She, I mean, I really do like the metaphor of buzz and queen bee. We crave a different kind of buzz, like a different kind of energy. Uh We can, um, our life is just as full in a different way. And then her calling herself a ruler is, is maybe like you said, just like, let me be the leader. Yeah. Let me give you guys confidence. Like it's exactly. okay that we're in a different echelon. Let me validate all of my people that typically feel insecure about their upbringing and who they are and where they come from. Let me rule them and make them feel confident that it's okay to be from the other tracks. I think that's right. Like, we're bigger than we've ever dreamed. I'm in love with being queen. Life is great without a care. We aren't caught up in your love affair. We don't give a shit how much money you make and what you spend it on. Which really kind of uh, parallels the fact that she's not even on social media and isn't even trying to show how much money and fame she has. I know. She's amazing. I There's a little, I have a fun fact about her. And it's okay. actually really funny and sweet. First, though, we need to talk about how much success this song brought on wildly successful it is in every single top whatever of all times like it's always rolling stone had said it was number 30 on the 500 greatest songs of all time that was in 2021 whoa 
and it won Grammy Song of the Year and Best Solo Pop Performance in 2014. But literally, like it, it just like surpassed. Like it was such a huge success for her. It was to the point where she took kind of a, a long time before releasing her second album because you know sophomore slump. But mm-hmm. she, okay, this is really funny. She started an Instagram account and she was like anonymous. Nobody knew it was her. And then when it came out that it was her, she was like, oh, it's not as fun anymore. But the account was Onion Rings Worldwide. She loves onion rings. And she would post about her going out to eat, get onion rings wherever she was at in the world. And she would review it. It would be a random picture of an onion ring. And then it would be a little context. And that was it. She didn't, her followers are She's 123K followers, but she follows no one. No one knew it was her. I don't know how it came out that it was her, actually. It was just called Onion. It was called what? Onion Rings Worldwide. (laughs) Girl loves her onion rings, and she wanted to talk about it. I mean, I I don't blame her. Okay. I could have an account. I mean, I would do it. The only reason I like that is because it's her doing it. Okay? Like, if you did that, I would make fun of you. Oh, Absolutely. If anybody I know did Exactly. And she did it like, she did it inconspicuously. I think that's fantastic. I do wonder how many different kind of onion rings there are, though. I feel like that's not a very... I don't think there's many different kinds, but there's different, like some places you go and there's like barely any crispy shell and it's just all a slimy onion. And then there's some places where the crispy shell is like the size of your head. That's true. So the level level of, yeah, goodness different sauces yeah how do you dip it what do you put it like you know how do they serve it is it on a paper plate you know onion rings <laughs> worldwide is it in a basket is it in a basket does it have the red and white checkered like paper is it freddy's is it freddy's sponsor us, sponsor I don't know if they us. Have she even did a review on like burger king or something and she goes to you know i guess whenever she's traveling she just orders onion rings and reviews it. I don't think she's doing it anymore, but she's so funny. I just think that's just so kitschy. And if cute. you were famous and you wanted to have an Instagram page where you were inconspicuous, mm-hmm. okay, where people didn't know it was you, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yes, you are. What would be your Instagram page? Like, like would you review mm-hmm. something? I would do really goofy, like, church signs. Because... Oh. like because that's kind of stuff like if you're you only really see if you're traveling all over the place and if you're traveling all over the place you're probably driving in a tour bus or something and you probably see like that's or maybe i think i would do yeah or goofy business signs what would you do i think i would do something that has to do with pie mm, i love me or some cobblers pie. i love me a pie or a cobbler. oh girl mm. i love me a fruit you know what i love I love me a crumble. I love me a strawberry crumble with some fucking white ice cream on the top. I called it white instead of vanilla. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> I thought you were going to say white whipped cream. I don't know why I did that. Some white ice cream, also known as vanilla. I love me a dessert that is hot and fruity. 